Hello, and welcome to The Check-In, a podcast where we find out how people are doing during these times we live in. I'm your host, Liam Flanagan. On this podcast, we will be talking to a variety of people that do a variety of things about how they are holding up while the world circumnavigates the pandemic and the effects it has had, is having, and will have on us all. Our first check-in is with musician and co-founder of Portland's community radio station X-Ray FM, Jenny Logan. Jenny's solo project, Deathlist, just dropped a new album, You Won't Be Here For Long, in March, which is right around when we checked in with her. Welcome to the check-in. Hello? Hello. Uh, welcome to the check-in. Hi. How are you holding up? I'm doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Not to... Um brag but i feel pretty lucky like i'm like already kind of a loner so this isn't that right. weird for me yeah. <laughs> um and i don't know i'm reading a lot i'm like i kind of feel like i'm on vacation i mean there are like it is awful what's happening in the world and i think that our government like is being so fucked up but yeah they're not doing a great uh, job yeah but personally i'm well yeah, I, I, you know, I feel the same way. This is, uh, I was already working from home, so mm-hmm. yeah, me this too, is me too. just kind of like, it's actually, it's made me feel a little, I mean, I, it's horrible what's going on, but yeah. uh, I'm doing really well, like, <laughs> personally, <laughs> you know, I, I'm uh, able to, I don't have to worry about a job, like working for somebody else. I have all the time in the world to do all the things I actually want to do right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it helps that the weather is amazing too. Like, if this had been happening in like November, December, I think like I'd be a lot more depressed. But like, I don't know. I just like took a walk with my dog, and it's like glorious outside, and there's not that many people. Like, it's kind of like when you don't think about like the big picture, yeah. um, it's pretty rad. Yeah, just stop watching the news. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, yeah, my I, I just talked to my father, and he is down in Mazatlan, Mexico. Whoa. And, uh, he's, wow. Is he stuck there? Uh, well, I mean, stuck. does he live there? Uh, he lives there six months out of the year. And, oh, okay. Okay. And he's supposed to come back next month, but he doesn't know if he's going to be able to. But uh, mm. he was saying he took his walk last night, his uh, walk along the Meli Khan, which is like the main street, and mm-hmm. uh, he saw one person. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, you know, I was actually in Mexico. Um, in the beginning of March, like before shit started to really get real. Uh-huh. Um, and even like halfway through the trip, like you could see like a marked difference in like, cause, like when we first got, we were in Oaxaca. Uh-huh. When we first got there, like the town square, like the Zocolo, it's just full of people and like street vendors and like people dancing and shit like that. And then like, even after like maybe like five days, it was thinning out a ton and like, I've heard because I have like family down there, and I've heard that now like a bunch of restaurants are closed, and like yeah, it's just very very different. Yeah, it, it changed like super fast. Crazy. So you said uh, that you were down there in the in the beginning or at the beginning of March. I was so I was going to ask what was so what was life like right before like you know end of February, <laughs> beginning of March. You know what was the future looking like? Oh well, so I had just finished a record. And I was like, I'm going to shop it around when I get back from Mexico um, to try to get a label interest and then, like, plan a big tour. Yeah. 
Um, and so when I got back, like we got the shelter in place order and stuff and I had sent it out to like a couple labels and, and then I just stopped getting, I'd gotten a couple of responses and then I just like everything kind of flatlined. Right. And I was like, okay, so I can either wait until the fall or whenever this lifts, you know, uh-huh. to release this record and do a, a proper tour and stuff. Or I could just release it now and fuck it. I don't know. Can I, I can swear on this, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, in the fall, or I could just do it now digitally and just see what happens. And uh, like in my thought process, I mean, part of me was just like, I, di- I made this and I want it to be out. Mm-hmm. And then, and also I was like, well, everyone's probably making a record right now. And so like in the fall, there's going to be like a ton of new music. So I should just put this out now because it's done, you know? Yeah. So I picked a May release date. Awesome. And then I just, yeah. That's <laughs> I nice. shot a video in quarantine, which was cool. I, um, <laughs> yeah, I believe I, yeah, I saw that video. Yeah. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah, so what are you doing to entertain yourself? Um, I'm reading a lot. Uh, I what? haven't watched. Like, like, what am I reading? Yeah, what books are you reading? At first it was just, like, at first I went around my house and read every magazine that I'd neglected for the last, like, year. Yeah. Because I subscribed to, um, subscribed to, like, I guess just one magazine now. But I haven't, I hadn't read, like, six issues of it. So I, like, <laughs> I read that. It was Harper's. It was really good. Perfect. Um, and then I started, like, <laughs> I have a, I, like, will start like five different books at once and like you know I don't know they'll just like linger around my house so now I've been going through and like finishing all the books that I had started yeah um and so I've like read this uh Argentinian author named Cesar Era who I'd like hadn't heard of before but I bought his book when I was on a trip in New York yeah and like started it never finished it and now I'm reading it now and I love it it's like Almost like, uh, it's kind of like a, I guess you might call it magical realism, but it's like kind of dark. I think magical gives it, gives you the wrong impression. Yeah. Um, you could call it dark magic. Dark magic. That sounds even nerdier, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I read this book by a Hungarian author that I can't pronounce, but the book is called Satan Tango. Like my old, an old drummer of mine recommended it to me. Uh Um, And that one, like, because I had started it so long ago, I feel like I had missed like some big symbolism in the novel. Cause like when I finished it, I was like, what? What? Now you have to go back and read I need to go and like read a review of the book to understand what happened. Yeah. Um, Get the cliff notes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've been what like w- watching a lot of TV too. I guess New- I've been garden gardening, which is like. I mean, fun. this this weather is perfect for yeah for, for gardening. We've definitely been uh, you know catching up on our weeding. Yep, did a lot of weeding. I like cleared out a. I planted a like, vegetable garden for the first time. Like cleared away a bunch of grass. I like dug out a bunch of blackberry bushes. Oh, that nice. Was like, that was like extremely painful and dangerous too because like everything is spiky. I don't know if you have blackberry bushes. Oh, the nice, live, yeah, the nice thing about blackberry bushes is that they'll keep coming back. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I did battle with some 
thorns. But uh, I think like most, I've mostly gotten them all out, which is nice. Nice. Um, are you listening to any uh, new music? Not really. Uh, I discovered that I actually like Bob Marley. Which oh, is really? Weird, weird to say out loud, like, because my, because I'm, I grew up in California, or at least I was born there. Yeah. And so to me, like, Bob Marley fans are like the worst, the most annoying people. <laughs> that you encounter in the yeah, world. Absolutely. And so that's always been my association with his music, you know? But I think it's been like, I haven't lived in California since like 2005. So yeah. maybe it's been long enough that now I can appreciate like some of his songs. Yeah, I find but, that like, because I've never been a huge reggae fan uh, no, at all. Same. Um, but I, I found that once I could like at least appreciate reggae a little bit more because I, I you know I always said I'm not a uh, I don't like Bob Marley but now yeah. uh, I think uh, I've gotten older and I can appreciate it a lot more but still I don't think he like he is the most popular but I don't, you know as far as reggae mm -hmm. goes he's not that great yeah yeah no I I, I agree with you but it's like if you want to put something on that's like just chill background music while you're like making dinner or something. Yeah. Like, pretty good. Yeah. Either uh, that or Sepultura. Yeah. That's a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm letting my dog in. That's all right. I was at our, so is your dog, uh, are you, are you, so are you, are you alone or just, is it just you and your dog? No, I live with my boyfriend. Okay. So, uh, my next question then, well, see, my first question was, are you alone or with people? Mm -hmm. uh, and so are those people driving you crazy or are you driving them crazy? Uh, to the first question, no. I'm not being driven crazy at all. Nice. Uh, I can't speak to the second one. I don't think so. <laughs> I think like It hasn't been brought happy. up yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, this is kind of like what we did before, you know, uh, like cooking a lot more. Right. And, like, obviously, like, neither of us are going to work, but, like, it's kind of like one really, really long weekend. Um, do you have any uh, any predictions on how long this is going to last? No, and it's so hard to say, like, I'll, like, read some news article that'll give me one opinion, and then I'll watch, a, like, a news broadcast that'll give me a completely different opinion, and then I'll go walk around in Portland, and I'll be like, uh <laughs> Or, like, I'll hear something on the radio and be like, oh, like, only, like, there's really not that many cases here. Yeah. And I guess if it's going to be like, I don't know, it seems like such a fucking nightmare to coordinate. Cause like, even if your state's doing okay and you want to lift restrictions that I feel like that's going to bring in people from out of state, which is going to exacerbate like the, uh, disease problem. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'm glad I'm not a, I don't know. It's like nobody, Nobody thinks our elected officials are doing a good job, and yet nobody nobody wants to be in their shoes. Like I would certainly not want to be an elected official right now. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, but I, yeah, I, I feel like Oregon's just doing. You know, it seems like Oregon's doing a good job. Yeah. No, we were uh, we shut down pretty quick. Uh, yeah. So that was that that really helped. I, I was you know San Francisco shut down first, and then we shut down, and both. Oregon and you know San Francisco area. I, I I've been watching those numbers and it's just you know they just did it so right that they're having very few deaths. It's pretty, yeah, pretty it's amazing. amazing. 
Yeah. It seems like New York is the one that's suffering the most, which I get because like it's, it's there's just no space, you know? Yeah, people are living on top of each other and they're living in the same buildings and you know, it's it's not as spread out as as it is here. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So, you got any uh what's next? You got any plans for I mean, are you are you going to find time to make another album? You might as well, right? Yeah, people ask me that, and it's like, I've, I've been writing and stuff. I, I haven't been as productive as you might think, having all this time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, what I feel like when I, I'm the most productive when I have a lot of like outside stimuli, you know? Uh-huh. And so I'm not getting that, and so I'm not really having a lot of things to write about, I guess. Right, yeah. So, so I'm like noodling on my guitar a lot and stuff, and I feel like my chops are up. I'm getting, getting like better and I've like written some riffs and stuff like that. I've written like songs musically, but like, I'm not sure like what I have to say right now. How many songs can you write about staring out the window? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there is a lot going on in the world that, you know, but yeah, it's like, it's also hard too when I've like just finished a record, I kind of need to let that one breathe for Mm -hmm. a bit before I, Absolutely. jump into something yeah. so yeah we'll see yeah i i ha- i, I want to write a record that's like uh every song kind of flows into the next one kind of like, i guess that's how prog music is but i don't want it to sound like rush i right. want it to be like more like like the way a classical music piece has different movements you uh-huh. know yeah um absolutely so i've been kind of fucking around with that but like playing each song into the next one, you know? Absolutely, yeah. That's that's awesome. Yeah. I like it. Cool. Well, all right. Let me let yeah. me give before we wrap up. Let yeah. me give a pitch for something I saw on. I think it was Hulu last night. Yeah, please do. <laughs> it's like a one-hour documentary about the song "Who Let the Dogs Out." Oh. You're familiar with this, oh, yeah. I assume. Oh yeah. Um. So I didn't even know this, but like the Baha men didn't write it. Oh, and like yeah. the narrative of the documentary is like, yeah, so the Baha men, like they covered this song and then he goes back to the people that they covered it from. And it turns out they didn't write it either. And he keeps like doing this research and it's like going further and further back into the nineties. I think it goes all the way back to like 86, not spoiler alert. Sorry. But, uh, and every different person that has a recording of the song believes that they wrote it, which is interesting too. What? And yet it's like, yeah. <laughs> It's fucked up. I like the narrator is a little annoying because like the way that it is presented is like he is a guy that just like was kind of a hobbyist and did all this research and then he turns it into a documentary. But before he was doing that, he did like a lecture series. So a lot of like the the like narration of the documentary is him giving his lecture, which is like you know stylistically a little weird and the lighting sucks and stuff but then they'll go in the shots he's like interviewing different artists and stuff like that and that's interesting too i don't know that's really Uh, interesting it's because it it's like a who like who wrote who lets the dot like it's very (laughs) met it's very meta it sounds Mm -hmm. like because you're you still you still don't know who let the dogs out and you still don't know who actually wrote the song right i mean he has a conclusion about it but it's like you have to watch to the end to yeah. like, and I won't spoil that. Like, it didn't even start out as a song, which is crazy. It was so. an actual question. He was really wondering. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's pretty good. Amazing. 
It's like the most, I've watched a lot of stuff, but that's like the most memorable one I've seen in a while. I, I'm going to watch it tonight. Good. Cool. Let me know what you think. I will. Well, stay, uh, stay safe out there, Jenny. Thank you. And uh, th um, Can I give a plug for my record that's coming out? Absolutely. On May, it's on May 29th, and you can buy it on my band camp. All right. I'll even, I'll even post a link to it. Sweet. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Check-in is brought to you by our friends at Midpoint Food and Drink. The only thing that keeps me going during this crisis are breakfast burritos from Midpoint Food and Drink. Walk-up window open 9 to 2 every day, except hump day. Sorry, Wednesday. Midpoint is located at 3524 Southeast 52nd Avenue, Portland, Oregon. Head on down to Midpoint today. You'll be glad you did. The check-in would also like to thank the Landmark Saloon for its support. When this is all over, you will find me at the Landmark Saloon, sipping down suds and enjoying Leroy's Barbecue. Good drinks, good food, and good people. The Landmark Saloon is located at 4847 Southeast Division, Portland, Oregon, and will be opening back up soon. Our next check-in is with my old friend, Alan Miller. Alan is the founder of Collide Media Group and co-owner of the Portland Pickles baseball team. Both Collide and the Pickles have been severely affected by the pandemic, but Alan is staying positive. Let's check in. Hey, what's happening? Thanks for doing the check-in with me. Ah, oh, anytime, man. It's always good to have a break, see people. Yeah. <laughs> Talk. Absolutely. How, uh, how are you holding up? Uh, it's good. Uh, I, I think we, we all went through a very rough patch, and uh, we're all coming out of it. Uh, in sort of different ways, and uh, I, I think it's—I uh, think we just have to be focused on things that are allow us all to be creative, and we will succeed in that. I think that's the piece that was missing a little bit, and now it's improving quite a bit. Yeah, I—I I, I was just talking to my friend Todd, uh, Todd Brilliant, and he was kind of saying the same thing. He's, uh, you know, th this kind of has made it able for some of us to like slow down and uh and take a look at what we're doing creatively and and really work with it and uh i yeah yeah i think that's really uh it's really smart i i, I mean we it we were all doing things very very fast and not really thinking through things and then, and then you got to a complete standstill and everything that we worked so hard on got absolutely destroyed in front of our eyes uh and then we had to kind of take that for a little while and try to figure out what to do but even the smallest things i think that where we can you know channel our creativity has been really really powerful because i think it gives us a little bit of more purpose even their small thing um being creative and and actually make having something to accomplish is is very helpful yeah so uh, 
this is a question I like to ask everybody. What was what was life like right before this all happened? Like in uh, end of February, beginning of March, before shutdowns happened. Where where were you, like looking in the future? Where were you looking? Well, it couldn't have picked a bigger, a busier time. <laughs> uh, February, March is personally my busiest time. It's, um, you know, we are a week that we were a week away from South by Southwest. Uh, we had 17 events ready to go uh, with hundreds of artists performing and all kinds of different events and uh, communication plans and all that good stuff. And at the same time, we were uh, locking in some incredible things for the pickles this season. Uh, so we were all juggling all these things, and and then it all came to a big halt. <laughs> yeah, when I when I heard that South by Southwest was canceled, you were the first person I thought of. Just I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> devastating. Yeah, it, it was it was um, it was very painful uh, for me, and, and I think for the whole staff really is because you work on something for six months really really hard and really diligently and the goal is to do it better than you've ever done it so you really try to you've put so much time and so much energy and so much effort and then you've got about three or four days to tear it all down yeah. <laughs> and cancel out of every agreement everything you've done every negotiation every artist contract all these things with everything in complete disarray and unknown uh it's it's really hard but you know i think in this you definitely find the people who are compassionate and humane and you find the people that aren't and you know those are the people you don't want to ever have to deal with in the future and it creates it shows you you know who do you want to spend your time with who do you want to be around you want to be people that you know in a matter of a crisis are open-minded and open to trying new things or those that say give me my damn money and i'm taking you to court and (laughs) the majority of people are good yeah and the minority are challenging. Um, so, what are you doing to enter? Like, aside from aside from work, what are you doing to entertain yourself? Well, that's kind of been my sort of epiphany in this. Is like, I I, I guess I don't. Re- I mean, I don't think anyone realizes how hard or how much time they put in the work or what they sacrifice in that. Um, but I completely eliminated all TV. Everything. I was walking around. I had no idea what anybody was talking about. I, I didn't watch. I really hadn't watched a show in three years. Uh. So I, I kind of sat down and was like, "Oh my god, I, I, I can, I can do this." And I just started watching shows that I never had the opportunity to, to watch. And uh, so every night I'll go through a few shows, and it's been. I mean, it definitely makes the time go by, but it's also, uh, it's also been cool to sort of see how that, how that's changed and understanding writing trends and directing trends. And um, so I, I really, I've really been enjoying that. Um, and, and, you know, and, and constantly trying some new things. I guess there's a lot out there. <laughs> I, I, That's an understatement. I, I, yeah, there's like about a thousand shows that apparently launch at all times. Uh, so going through and kind of trying to have an opinion on an HBO show versus a Netflix show and all that has been kind of uh, fun to immerse myself in for sure. Are there a couple that stand out? You know, I started Westworld from episode one. Yeah. Um, always something I figured I should be watching and just like, well, if I miss the first season, I'm never going to catch up with this. And then I caught up with it in like a day and a half. In <laughs> <laughs> uh, one weekend I was in it. Uh, so I, I, uh, I, you know, for the most part, I really enjoyed that i thought that was um that was really good so that 
that definitely has taken up a bunch of time. Um, but even going back and, and watching things like John Oliver and Bill Maher and, um, you know, and things like Secession or getting into the Showtime shows and um, Black Fridays and, and, you know, just really kind of being a student to everything that's been going on and seeing what's, you know, from from understanding the Tiger King phenomenon to, you know, what, what everyone else is watching. So yeah. that, that's, been, uh, that's been really nice. And, and I think that also transitioned to a lot of music as well. You know, I, it's one of those things where I always wanted to, you know, you, you may spend a little bit of time like, oh, I wonder if there's that concert on YouTube. And all of a sudden, every concert's on YouTube. Yeah. Every, everything ever. Like in the recording process with Brian Eno. And there's this incredible home video from 30 years ago. Uh, so that's a scary, uh, scary place to kind of go down. But that's been amazing. And the fact that these bands are releasing new things, like the Nationals releasing a new concert every Monday. Radiohead's got a new concert they're releasing from the archives, which some would have never seen. It's it's awesome. Wow, that's yeah. And that was going to be my next question: uh, was is there any new music or music that you're getting back into? Yeah, I, I love. Uh, I, I'm really trying to listen. I mean, usually I try to listen to music all day, um, and now I've kind of been going going actually listening more through YouTube, seeing if there's things I discover, and flipping them over to Spotify, and really kind of getting that listening to a lot of, you know, a lot of, I mean, really all over the place. I mean, kind of going through a shoegaze thing and then going through and like going through a lot of old blues and going through all the Mississippi stuff and the Clarksdale blues and, and then going into kind of a lot of the funk and really kind of like a lot of the, the, the UK mixed club stuff from early nineties. So I, I'm all over it. I've just kind of really been enjoying the atmosphere and of discovery. And I think that's one of the benefits of slowing down a little bit is to, is finding more more things you you like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how's the family doing? How's 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 how are the kids taking it? You know, they're uh, they're taking it in stride. You know, I, I think there's for me personally, this has been a, a very interesting um, adoption period because I've never I have not been home for more than one week in years. Yeah, years. So, uh, you know, it's an adjustment for them because, hey, who's this stranger dude in the house all the time telling me what to do? Uh, and then it's, I think it's a little bit for me, it's just like, oh, hey, I'm with all these people all the time now. That's interesting. Uh, but it's been really good. I think it's I actually think this is one of the things we will, we will historically look back on and be like, well, I'm really glad I had those months with the family. And, you know, we were, for, were forced to spend time together and get to know each other better and, you know, better or worse. I, I think it's I think it's really, really valuable um, from that. So I, I I really think there's a lot of value and good things to come of this. Um, I, I keep telling some a lot of my colleagues and it's like, hey, once once you get over the fact that you're you're losing a lot of money yeah. <laughs> all the things we're doing that aren't happening and you're just losing all this money it, everything else you know and and i'm very fortunate that we don't you know we're not we're healthy so it's all going to be fine it's good um the negative things about it and personally aren't you'll get over them so it's it, there's a lot of good things from it um you know once it's, it's once you try to stop trying to fix everything like well we could do this or this and then you just kind of let it go a little bit it's it's somewhat therapeutic. Yeah, and you start to to find the the silver linings, you know, uh, like a, yeah. like the pollution has gone down tremendously this year. I'd like to think that we've solved, you know, or once again, we that's something that you could never prove. In like, well, if you just didn't drive to work every day, <laughs> then the the, the the it would be amazing out, and it, it would be beautiful. And sure enough, it's not like you know, it's like wow, that really worked. 
It's yeah. true that if you, you know, and so can we adopt these things into the future to save the planet? I sure would like to hope so. Yeah. I, because, I mean, now people are going to realize that they can uh, have those meetings from home. They don't have to drive into work. So there probably will be less traffic when this is all over. Yeah, it's interesting because it's, it's, it's you know, are you, you know, I, it's a really interesting debate, actually. And I, 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 it. I think every I think it changes daily on this lockup or lockdown or go free, and I, I do think it's very interesting to watch people come out on both sides of it because I, I mean personally I believe that the answer is in the middle. Um, I, I don't I don't think it's a complete lockdown, but I also don't think we should all be running around in crazy crowds either. Um, you know, it, it has to be done smart and it has to be done different for everyone because every every person's in a different situation and every business is in a situation yeah and i think once we're able to kind of really put thought to it in a way that makes more sense for each individual community um you know we'll, we'll get through it i think our days of counting on big government to solve this um are over oh yeah absolutely <laughs> uh my so my final question is uh what are you going to be a thousand times better at after this is all over <laughs> Um, you know, I would like to say I was, it was, it's interesting because I, I would say it's a bit about patience. I would also say personally for me, I, I feel like I can, I can confidently say that I will, I will spend my time on, I will be better at spending my time on fewer things. I think that I can, I definitely can create, I think I, I will feel more joy by not putting as much pressure on myself to deliver certain things. And I can actually do fewer things and focus on them better. Because I think I personally always struggled with trying to take on as much as possible. And I did it, but I think it was a, the, the negatives to that were, of course, spending time at home, spending time with family, spending time with, and, I, and I, I believe I'm going to be better at crafting a balance of those things and not putting that additional pressure on myself. Well, I hope I hope so. That's awesome. <laughs> thanks. Well, thanks for doing the check-in, man. It's great to see you. Absolutely. And with any luck, maybe we'll be out at the walk uh, in a couple months. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Go Pickles. Go Pickles. Have a great one, Alan. <laughs> All right. Thanks, man. Thanks. See you later. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for checking out The Check-In. We hope to continue our check-ins throughout and past this pandemic. I would like to thank our guests, Jenny Logan and Alan Miller, for being our first check-ins. You can find Jenny's new album and all her albums at deathlist.bandcamp.com and at xrayrecords.org. Hopefully for Alan Miller and Portland, you can watch the Portland Pickles play ball this summer. You can check out the Portland Pickles baseball team at portlandpicklesbaseball.com You can also check out Collide Media at collideculture.com If you know anyone you want us to check in on, let me know with an email. Email it to liam at podland.productions The check-in is produced by Podland Productions and was recorded and edited by yours truly, Liam Flanagan. Thanks again for checking out 
the check-in.